0: Getting people between Oakland International Airport and the Coliseum Station quickly and safely is right in Bart's wheelhouse. Welcome to Hidden Tracks, Stories from Bart. On this edition of Hidden Tracks, we'll take a look behind the scenes at the wheelhouse, the hub of activity for Bart to OAK. The ride is smooth and quiet, but there's no mistaking the sound when you go inside the wheelhouse, a cavernous building made of concrete with more than 18-inch thick walls. (laughs) The 3.2 mile extension relies on state-of-the-art equipment, but it also uses technology that traces its roots back to the 19th century. The wheelhouse, also known as the Doolittle Maintenance and Storage Facility, is midway along the line. It's where operations for BART to OAK are managed, and as the name implies, it's home to four large drive wheels that keep the cable system working. To learn more about BART's wheelhouse, I spoke with the superintendent of operations for BART to OAK. Mike Fort Mike first of all it's a pleasure to talk to you and get to learn about this system that's that's a little bit different than the regular Bart system so let let's start there talking about the wheelhouse and you were just showing that off I mean th- there are four large wheels in there obviously our riders are not going to get a chance necessarily to see those in action but tell me what's happening in there and kind of describe it for folks
1: yeah um, thanks for thanks for having me here uh, yeah there's four four large wheels in there. They're about 12 feet in diameter. Um, Each one is driven by two 800-horsepower motors. They are pushing and pulling the cable system, uh, pushing and pulling the cables throughout the the system. We have four of them, as you said. Um, Our our system is divided into four rope loops, uh, so one drive per loop.
0: And as we just heard, it is loud in there. Now, there's a lot of power that plays an important role in how this system works. And we should point out that to OAK operates on a cable system.
1: That's right. It's uh, similar in ways to uh, San Francisco's Muni um, cable car, our, our uh, beloved cable car system in San Francisco, but it's a lot different in other ways. Whereas this one is completely automated and driverless, and that one is... Uh, manually operated for the most part. Yeah, it's an interesting blend, isn't it? Because we've
0: had cable cars around for years and years, decades and decades, and yet obviously modern technology
1: is at play here. T- tell me a little bit about that. Absolutely. We have a, a very advanced uh, train control system um, uh, that monitor all aspects of all the equipment. Um, we have sensors for every piece of equipment uh, to tell us uh, the voltage going into it, the temperature. Um, vibrations, well you name it. Tell me a little bit about the decision that was
0: made. Why have a cable system here instead of regular BART or something else?
1: Well we had a uh, competition when we were deciding, uh, when we were trying to decide what to use here. Um, We wrote a specification or a uh, a design-build specification that allowed for various technologies and in weighing the three competitors that we had uh, we we felt that cable uh, would have get, would give us the most bang for the buck in terms of uh, operational efficiency, simplicity, and cost effectiveness what what 's the experience for the passenger what 's their ride like well, for me um, as a passenger uh, it 's pretty pleasant it, it's um, it 's relatively quiet inside most you can hear is the air conditioning units that are uh, blowing constantly. The ride is comfortable. It's not jarring. Uh, it's very um, smooth. It, ri- it has an air, uh, airbag suspension, um, very smooth and comfortable. Um, uh, we get passenger feedback occasionally, and it's all been positive. One thing that's interesting about this setup, too, is it's
0: actually we have a contractor that's operating uh, this system for us. Tell me about that and, and how that's going in terms of, I, I know the on-time especially is really, uh, there are very high standards there.
1: Yeah, we the we have a 20-year operation and maintenance contract with Doppelmayr Cable Car to operate this. Uh, it's an incentive-based contract. So the better they operate, the more they can make. Um, we have a, uh, they gave us a, a lump sum uh, price for operation for a year, and it's escalated by inflation every year, um, they get 100% of that payment if they meet a certain availability standard of 99.5%. If they go higher than 99.5%, there's some incentive built in up to a 2% bonus. If they go lower than that, there's a disincentive built in. They get less money uh, up until the point where if they go down to, I, I, if I remember correctly, if they go to 90. or below, um, it falls off pretty dramatically and there's a point where they don't get any money if they fall too far.
0: I'm speaking with Mike Fort, who's the superintendent of operations for BART to OAK. And Mike, one of the comparisons I thought of as we were walking through the wheelhouse was that of a gondola going up the mountain. Now obviously you don't get the swaying here, but there is a wheelhouse and
1: it is a cable system.
0: Do you think there's something to that comparison?
1: Yeah, actually, uh, the, the manufacturer of this system uh, manufactures gondolas all over the world. That's their biggest, uh, that's their bread and butter. They have over 10,000 gondola systems. Um, there there are a lot of similarities. Um, the cable, obviously, smooth ride. Um, the, diff- the big difference is we are on a track versus uh, a gondola, which is suspended by a cable. We don't have that. Fortunately, we don't have that here.
0: Yeah, I don't have to worry about those winds or anything like that.
1: Yeah, none of those problems. Yeah, and part of this route actually goes underground as well. Yeah, we have three, di- three different types of guideway. We have an elevated, which is the majority of the guideway. You can see the, the track. Uh, if you drive down Hagenberger Road, it'll be above you. Um, we go under Doolittle Drive and then we are at grade for a, a point along uh, the front of the runways um, at the Oakland Airport. Now, of course for passengers
0: as they're coming along, uh, say they're at the Coliseum Station going over to the airport, they will actually pause
1: here briefly at the wheelhouse. I know
0: that catches some of them by surprise.
1: It does. Um, I, I've actually ridden in the train uh, just as a casual observer and uh, I can hear overhear people talking about, hey why are we stopped here? Um, so what's going on there? is uh, we have four ropes uh, in, in a, uh, a four rope loop situation or a condition, and the, the, the train is actually switching from one rope to the other. Um, there's a, about a 20-second pause when that's going on, but uh, if you're riding the train, don't be alarmed. That's part of the normal process. Now, there are four trains in the system
0: and they're going back and forth all day. You're operating on a cable system here. Are, are there any challenges to, to maintaining the system? What, what kind of work goes on to make sure that everything continues to work properly?
1: The, uh, the cable rides in, a, uh, in along the guideway in shivs, and there are over a 1,000 shivs. I don't remember the number. Those need constant attention. Uh, they need inspection. Uh, occasionally they need replacement it's like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. Once you do, you start at one end, go to the other, and then start over again. Um, they, they, con- they need uh, constant replacement and, and maintenance. Yeah, and you mentioned the contractor
0: makes gondolas all over the world. Obviously, we're very familiar with cable cars here in the Bay Area. Are there any other transit agencies that you're aware of in the U.S. that are using this
1: sort of system or looking to this sort of technology? Uh, in the U.S., um, the Cable technology is used in Las Vegas. There, um, there are two or three cable systems there. I can't recall any other ones in the U.S. I know Toronto Airport uh, operates one. Doha has uh, recently opened one. And Caracas, Venezuela, has a, a system that's very similar to the OACs. Yeah, so still relatively rare, and certainly
0: not everywhere. And it seems like it's been working fairly well for BART. Would you say that?
1: I would say uh, we have, um, since we've opened in November of 2014, our um, reliability has been 99.8%. Yeah, I mean, it's down out of 1,600 hours in a month of train operation, we're down one or two total for the whole month.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to quantify that
1: in my head with trains going back and forth. I mean, how how many trips is that? You know, I actually, I've been asked that question and I never stopped to count it, but um, we run from same hours as Bart, four forty-five in the morning to uh, around one fifteen, one thirty at night. So we're um, we're almost. I mean, it was that twenty hours, yeah. yeah. And three trains running almost that entire time. A very reliable
0: service. Obviously, a lot of folks who take the service are from out of town, uh, visitors, that sort of thing, because they're going back and forth between the Coliseum and the airport. If there was one thing that you wanted passengers to know about this system that maybe they don't. What would you say that
1: is? Well, you don't have to mess with traffic. Um, That's the reason I would take it to the airport. Uh, You can jump on BART at any of BART's stations, um, take BART to the Coliseum station, and transfer to this Oakland Airport connector uh, train. And uh, it's a seamless transition. You have one fare card, uh, your, your BART ticket or your Clipper Pass, and transfer from one train to the next, and you're there.
0: Mike, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for coming here. And thank you for listening to Hidden Tracks, Stories from BART. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and, of course, at our website, bart.gov podcasts.